All right, all right, listeners, now that you've listened to us. Run slightly. Melissa's, Melissa's, Melissa's front nom, running. Nom, 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 Yes. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. To another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Woo! I am Wendy. That is Melissa. And we are joined once again by Matt Kesson of Yay! Reverend Matt's Monster Science. Yay! Matt's Monster Science. He's both a reverend and a Matt, and he loves monsters and science. And a man of science, yes. Because yes. science! Science is the best. This week, we're going to talk about Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> the entire oeuvre that is Planet of the Apes. And there's a lot of oeuvre to go around there with is, Planet of the there's Apes. There's a lot of oo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While we talk about Planet of the Apes, this is an... Uh, the odd ones are drunker, right? This yeah, is, this is going to be a... No, the even ones are drunker. The even ones are drunker, Because this yeah. is the second one. Whichever one it is, it's drunker. It's drunker because... We're on we, a drunker episode because we already drank a whole bunch of Lafroy. Lafroy. Lafroy, and now we this are drinking... Scotch. We Yes, yes, we're we're on scotch scotchy, this week. Scotchy, scotch. Because Matt had requested scotch. I requested and, scotch, I like scotch. And, and I'm I had not sure scotch. how scotch ties into Planet of the Apes, but I like it. It's it does now. <laughs> so we have... This week, we have Lagavulin 16 single malt scotch whiskey. And, oh, oh, listeners. It is extremely alcoholic. You it is more should alcoholic be than most things. in my mouth with this whiskey, because it's a party. It, yeah, it's it's very Melissa smooth. Melissa and I are in, are in her mouth with this whiskey. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mouth is flammable. <laughs> but it's, it, it oh, is, um, it's I mean, smooth. earlier we were drinking uh, Lafroy, which is very peaty and very take no prisoners with its yeah. taste. And it's this like, is fuck you, I'm a whiskey. Yeah, and this yeah. is more delicate, it's a little sweeter, there's a bit of peat in it. It's seductive. It is very seductive. It, this, it's is, like, this is James Bond coming to kill you, as opposed to the Terminator. That yeah. hacking sound was just me reacting to the whiskey. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that, that is the... the more so. That's good. It's good hacking. Mm, mm, mm. It has tendrils of love that reach up into your face as you sniff it. Yeah, it, and it's very dangerous. It feels very stealthy. Yes. Yeah. All right, so this is going to go extremely well. So let's talk yeah, about this is be the best Planet of the Apes movies, people. Planet of the Apes started off as a French novel called Le Planet. Oh, fuck. Le Planet. <laughs> Planet of the Apes in French. Um, <laughs> Deep. S i n g e s. Which means, which means apes or monkeys, perhaps. Um, they sang. Uh, yeah, and I've read it, and it, or I've read an English translation of it, and it's kind of dumb. Um, it's, well, Pierre, Bo- 
Is it Boule? B-O-U-L-L-E. Yeah. It was his least favorite of his novels. Well, that makes sense. His whole shtick was that the symbolism of that novel was what the reason that he did a planet full of apes was uh was apes as in to ape was apes as in to copy and the planet of the mm. apes uh the novel was about the stagnation of culture into simple repetition oh um yeah uh oh. which has virtually you know nothing now to do I with want, what happens after i want a different dystopian story that is planet of the apes planet of the copiers so that would be kind of like um so like xerox is the great villain or i was thinking more like um a piece of the pie the star trek episode where uh, you have them just mindlessly copying yeah. a, a time period but like oh. where, but take it even further to so, a more dystopian level of we all we do is copy what has been done before right and how does that Degrade over time. Well, so, so it's like a so it's like a story within a cargo cult. Yes. Oh, well, this yes. has been done. Is my point. This has been done by Pierre Boulle or perhaps Boulle um, <laughs> in France, quite a you know fifty fifty some odd years ago. Yes. Um, which is because that's what the original Planet of the Apes novel is. It's that's that's its symbolism. That's why we're using apes is because of the two ape adjective. Yes. Um, and it's. Uh, it's all right. It has a twist ending that's completely different from any of the other twist endings, but it does set up the idea of twist endings, which winds up being very important to the Planet of the Apes franchise. What is the twist ending in the book? The twist ending in the book is that... Spoilers! Spoilers! The twist, <laughs> ending, the twist ending in the book is that uh, the the planet is an actual other planet. It's not, you know, it's not Earth all along. Um, and, you know, you realize that, and that's pretty clear. Um, but then the twist ending is that the whole story that you've just read was something that had been discovered by an astronaut who was not from the planet in question, but who was themselves an ape. Oh. Indicating that this is, you know, this is a system that replicates itself throughout the world, is that every planet the apes wind up, the, the, the copiers, the mindless copiers wind up taking taking over society. Ah. That's the twist ending. Yeah. Yeah, you know that yeah, you know that this is a story being read by an astronaut, but the twist ending is that the astronaut is yet another ape from another planet Ooh. that has also undergone this. I would like somebody system. to make that movie as well. That would well, be interesting. Well, I mean, it's actually uh, Tim Burton's movie kind of Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. I know, I know. I'm not here to defend Tim, Tim Burton's movie. We'll get to Tim Burton's wow, movie. Wow, you know what? Bit. You saying that reminded me of that fucking movie. Because I was like, like we can talk about the classic 60s ones. And we can, we can talk, talk about, about Rise and Dawn, and then we'll be done. Because there aren't any other Planet of the Apes There aren't any other Planet of the No, there's, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, oh, and, fucking Tim Roth, man. Listen, okay, we're just going to get this out of the way so we can have some fun. So are, yeah. so are we just going to launch off into the Redhead Stepchild? Just, you know what, let's we're just, just, just slap it to the floor. And then, and then we'll get on get on with yeah. our lives. Okay, now here's my problem. All right, now what do you mean fucking Tim Roth? man explain that to me Tim Roth was fine yes. the no, no, movie no. around him was terrible fucking Tim Roth is I love him I love his performance why wasn't the movie around him no I'll, I'll, I watch I, I get a certain level of enjoyment out of Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes because Tim Roth and Helena Bottom Carter and Paul Giamatti are all oh, doing this thing. yeah, yeah. and, and Marky Mark and Marky Mark can do some good stuff I, you know I'm a fan and of the Mark Wahlberg we discussed this at yes. length yeah and why was the movie around them better? David because, Warner. Because Tim Burton's kind of... David a, fucking Warner. Because Tim Burton is kind of really dumb. What? Sometimes. <sighs> no, 
I actually the more Tim, the more movies that man makes, the more I hate him. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, felt, I, I that, that movie just made me wonder why Terry Gilliam wasn't making that. Movie. Oh my god! Oh my god! But but anyway. You know, I own the DVD of the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. I watch it because I enjoy watching Tim Roth and Alan Bonham Carter and Paul Giamatti and a couple of the other guys act like apes. They they did they did this thing where they taught them to actually oh, yeah. kind of behave like apes, you know, with their yeah. arms and just the way they move is very simian. And, and it's the, really, really neat. And I like watching makeup. it and the rest of it can go to hell. What? Yeah. The makeup's lovely. The makeup is lovely. There's makeup so much very, about that movie good. that's like, yay! Why isn't the movie the production, better? Yeah, the production design of the movie is extraordinary, but yes. uh, but the rest of it is is just, and just appalling. And fucking Tim Roth, you are so excellent. Why doesn't he's the really movie good live at that. up he's really to you? That. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, so okay, now we're done talking about that. Okay, and um, that's a movie that happened, and then and then it didn't happen anymore, and we were probably all a little better off for it. So so let's what, talk about the good ones. Long time before that, they, uh, they 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 decided to make a movie of uh, Pierre Boulle or Boulez, uh <laughs> Planet of the Apes, except they decided to go in a completely different direction. Of course, this is largely due to Rod Serling of Twilight Zone fame, Yay. Uh, being largely involved in its uh, in its uh, being put together. Um, so, which it I became feel more like of a hard sci-fi twist ending. It sounds sort of like thing. he improved on the source material. He absolutely improved on the source often. material. Yeah, I'm not a wildly big fan of the of the of the novel, but the 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 the. Movie is one of my favorite movies in the world, and it was it was super hard to make because uh, I mean Rod Serling was a name and that was that was fine, but it was still this bizarre cerebral science fiction film um, that they wanted a lot of money to make so they could turn hundreds of people into apes and all that kind of thing. Um, and the way that they basically made it, the way that they got this money, was by uh, getting uh, Charlton Heston involved. They got Charlton Heston involved, and once Charlton Heston was involved, the studios paid attention. Um, um, but that's actually one of two reasons. See, I told you, I can just do this. Um, <laughs> there's two reasons that Charlton Heston got involved in that, in that, th- that, that they brought Charlton Heston into that film. One, to sell it to the studio. Two, and this is actually the more interesting reason, is that Heston was right off of making Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments and stuff like that. And, and Heston was in the American cultural, or the cinematic cultural zeitgeist at the time, was the Superman, you know, was the... He's the fucking Messiah. Yeah, was the yeah well not exactly the messiah but well, the uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but was yeah was 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 the was the faultless the faultless man and so part of the point because the whole idea behind Planet of the Apes and why I love it so much is that there's no movie that's crueler to humanity than Planet of the Apes <laughs> uh, and the whole idea. That, I mean, I mean, there's there are movies that are, or at least there's no you know major high budget movie. I mean, you know, Seven say is cruel to humanity, but not like Planet of the Apes is. Um, and well, yeah, I feel like Planet of the Apes in ha, is an indictment of the entire human race in a way that no other film is. No other movie exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Um, and that's a large part of why. There's a million reasons why I love it, um, but that's a that's a major reason. And the reason they got Charlton Heston was that besides thing we were saying was that Charlton Heston was the Superman and in order to, and and so they thought it would be you know funny to to uh, to make a movie that undercut humanity itself by taking the Superman and undercutting him and so if they had made it so in the 70s the or early 80s they would have used Christopher Reeve yes exactly yeah something like that yeah yes uh, uh, an actor who so embodied 
we can do no wrong. Yeah, exactly. Perfect human perfection. Yeah, even though he's a space alien, but uh, but you know, but you know, okay. oh, but um, oh, Christopher Reeve was human perfection. Yeah. Um, mm. So that's how it got. That's how it's. That's how it started getting made. The other thing I will say about its early. This is actually on the uh, on the other side of it. One of my favorite things about Planet of the Apes is that Planet of the Apes happened right at the beginning of the MPAA system. Right at the beginning of when they started raiding. Oh movies. yeah. Huh. And so you go to, you go to the store and you pick up your Blu-ray or whatever. Of Planet of the Apes, and it will have its rating, and its rating is G. <laughs> because they hadn't figured it out yet, man. Uh, you know, people are shot in the neck, and you know, they put a man and a woman into a cage in hopes that they'll mate. You know, <laughs> and, and, uh, but there are no titties. I mean, in it, it's, so just, it's, it's just this. Well, there's it's no just actual nudity. There's no actual nudity. In it. See, people see, are getting shot like nobody's business. See, if but, there were boobs, uh, it would be PG. <laughs> but actually, that is actually no. I disagree. Out. I feel like this is exactly what the rating system has become, which is you can fuck all you want. Well, yeah, but no, you can shoot people all you want, but there better but not be any nudity or. You're sex. not right. looking me in the eye and telling me that if they made the original Planet of the Apes now, it wouldn't be PG for God. It wouldn't be G. G is for tiny little children's movies. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, that that is a Veggie Tales movie. Exactly. They don't actually make G films that often because. Kids don't want to go see G films. Exactly. Nobody right. wants to go see G films. So because uh, yeah. kids don't like to be talked well, down Dark to. Dark Crystal is PG for God's sake. You know, kids it's... don't want to be talked down to, and yet we won't make a film that doesn't talk down to kids. We talked. We talked about this last week, or or an hour ago, depending. Or on five how you look episodes at it. ago, yeah, right. because we post these we out of order. No idea. We post these whenever Melissa decides to post. <laughs> it. Honestly, I, I have. This might show up in January. I have a pattern. Excellent. She does. Um, right now it is August, but by the time you're listening to this, God knows what's going on outside. The it's before Christmas. I'm totally pretty sure. Real. I'm, like, um, I'm pretty sure it's before Christmas. <laughs> what? But we were talking about. I mean, we were talking about how uh, how Planet of the Apes is a movie that is that is that is an indictment of humanity, and well, yeah. uh, and 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 that's what my favorite part. One of the things. A lot, not all, but a lot of my favorite movies, I can tell they're my favorite movies because every time I watch them, I have, like, a new favorite part. Every time I watch Adam's Family Values, I have a new favorite joke. Um, And so on and so forth. And Planet of the Apes is one of these. There's always always some new line in Planet of the Apes that I fucking adore every time I watch it. I I can make a list of those. But I won't right now. But the the one the one that kind of shines through the 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 the, the line that is my favorite line from Planet of the Apes and one of my favorite lines from any movies, or rather the exchange rather than the line. Um, it's a wonderful line, wonderful thing, wonderful thing in and of itself, and I think it sums up the movie in a way that I just adore, which is it's towards the end, and Taylor has his woman and his horse and his gun, and and he's about <laughs> and so therefore he is in, a happy American, that, right? And he's about and he's about to head out into into the forbidden zone, and he's got Doctor Zayas uh, tied to a rock on the ground. If you all just paused and went, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, that's completely fine. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, um, (laughs) Let's just have done with that as well. So forbidden zone. So he's going to go to the forbidden zone. He's got he's got his horse. He's got his woman. He's got his gun. And 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 he's got the the villain, quote unquote, tied to a rock. And uh, 
And he says to Dr. Zayas, I'm holding the gun. He says, uh, don't try to follow me. I'm pretty handy with this. And Dr. Zayas says, of that I'm sure. Um, just, just witheringly to him. I'm not really doing it justice, yeah. you know. But, but, but Taylor says this, says this action movie line, says this, says this line about what a badass I am, and uh, and yeah, Doctor Zayas completely agrees because destruction is what you're good at. That's all you're good at. Fuck you. And that's that's terrific. That's wonderful. I love that Dr. Zayas says it, and I love that Dr. Zayas says it like that. Uh, and that's what's and that's what the movie and that's the that's the beauty of the movie is that uh once you once you get through it and once you kind of go back through it, is that Dr. Zayas, from his perspective, was more or less totally correct. Dr. Zayas was the only person in the movie who knew everything at the beginning of the movie, who knew what humanity did, who knew what humanity was. And so his reaction to Taylor isn't Formed by that, and you know, obviously, we're on Taylor's side because he's the human, and you know, we're also humans most of the time. And um, but Doctor Zayas saw a threat, and he had a very, very good reason to see a threat, and the movie supports that. Um, see, what I like coming from a feminist perspective is you have Taylor with his woman, and his woman, of course, is mute. She's mute. Yes. She's beautiful How? and pliant and completely dependent on him. Yeah. Right? But you have the two scientist apes, a man and a woman. Yeah. yeah. Female and male. And Zira really, I mean, Zira. And she is his Zira. equal. She's beyond his equal. Zira, Zira I mean, kind of dominates Cornelius in, in a not indicted sort of way, you know? Yeah, I she's. Mean, Smart and capable and clever yeah. and empathic and intuitive, yeah. and she's and their relationship is wonderful and supportive, and it's everything you would ever want. And it's like, here's humanity, dude with gun, yeah. with 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 mute, quiet woman on his mute, quiet, dependent him. female, yeah, apes with awesomeness over here. Yeah. Tim Hunter. Tim Hunter. Yeah. Hunter is Fantastic. And of course, we cannot and, and speak highly enough of Roddy, Roddy McDowell. Oh, of course we can't. For God's sake. Fucking um, Roddy McDowell. I love I, you so much. Toast to Roddy McDowell. I will clink. toast to that. Yeah. Clink, clink, clink. 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 No, so I was saying that. earlier how how you know every time I watch Planet of the Apes, I have I have a new favorite bit, and and like half the time it's just some Roddy McDowell delivery, you know. Yeah. Um, like when they do the trial, and it, 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 and uh, and it's been weeks since they've seen each other, and Taylor comes up and says, "Where have you been? It's been weeks. What's going on?" And uh, and he says, "Be clever. Be quiet." <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just great. Um, yeah, Roddy McDowell is endlessly watchable to me. Oh God, like, he God, can be in the horrible. shittiest fucking oh, yeah. movie. And I can always watch Roddy McDowell. It's his Absolutely. eyes. He has. Well, it's his he, everything. Also, his he, voice. That voice is. Well, something. the voice is great, yeah. but it's you watch him like in Fright Night when he has moments of discovery, and he finds moments of discovery in the smallest things, sure. and he shows them to you and invites you in. It's brilliant acting. One of the great re- eureka moments of. Planet of the Apes is that makeup job. Yeah. You know, these actors are buried in makeup, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yet they can still emote through it. Right. I mean, yeah. the, and so you, Roddy McDowell is not lost inside this. No, makeup. absolutely not. Nor, nor is Kim Under, nor is anybody. Um, I mean, I, I, it, it's. Uh, 
in interviews with them, apparently the deal was that they swiftly learned that while under the makeup, you just uh, facially, just emote, just emote insanely, just completely wildly over-emote facially mm-hmm. to get it through the makeup. But they do, and it works great, and it looks just phenomenal. Oh, yeah, and, and I remember stories of, um, you know, it took hours to put the makeup well, on, so when they had to eat, they'd have to eat in front, they made them eat in front of a mirror to make sure that if, if they didn't mess up the makeup or if something started to come off they they knew about it and i i think that may have actually helped their sure. performances too because they were constantly looking at well, themselves one of the, the hilarious things about planet one of the hilarious like backstage anecdotes about planet of the apes was that you know they were they had that at times on some of the shooting days they had you know 50 chimpanzees and 50 gorillas and, and mm-hmm. you know maybe 20 or 20 or 30 uh, orangutans and and they'd break for lunch and uh and all the chimpanzees would sit together, yep. and all the gorillas would sit together, and all the orangutans would sit together, which is which is weird. Well, uh, I was going to comment, but I I don't know if it's in the book, but I love the way they characterize those different subsets well, see, and the roles they play. In well, society. what's interesting, one of the yeah. things about Planet of the Apes is that some people take the some people believe that the whole movie is supposed to be an allegory. For race, and that's well, bullshit. It's 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 talking about humanity on a broader level. The apes well, within think... themselves, the apes within themselves are abs- mm-hmm. There's absolutely a racial allegory. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're ruled by blonde guys, and the and the soldiers and heavy lifters have the black skin, and uh, and then there's the and then there's the chimps that are in between. So not... This is definitely a racial allegory. Let's not kid ourselves. But the idea that but the humans, the mute animalistic humans, are outside of that racial allegory. Yeah. So it's it's not racial. Racist in that we're trying to present this as good. We're commenting on see, it's still stupid. Yeah, they're right. This is right. It's it's a, it's an allegory for because the because for all of the stuff about how humanity is spectacularly destructive. Um, I mean, there's still there's still like uh, I mean, the the ape society is not idealized, you know, I mean, it's still, they still have it's this still weird... It's very, it's very hierarchical. It's hierarchical, they have this weird kangaroo court, you know, where uh, where Taylor himself, who's who's a big boy, is able to come up with logical fallacies in their own, you know, philosophical ideas. I mean, there's a bit where, uh, where Zira is trying to convince Cornelius to to uh, espouse the theory of evolution that he's been working on, except he's not, he's not, uh, He's not doing. It. Like there's another one of 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 my uh, of my favorite parts is uh, is Zira's trying to get Cornelius to to kind of to to move forward with the theory of of evolution and uh, and Cornelius says if that were true the sacred scrolls wouldn't be worth their parchment and Zira says in this really sort of beautifully smug sort of way says well maybe they're not and <laughs> and, and then Cornelius just sort of pauses and looks at her and says. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I do not want to invite that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and the, and the, but then in the same discussion, he says something about uh, you know she's trying to get him to do this, and he says he says, uh, "Do you want to get my head chopped off?" Um, so you know, this is not this is the ape society. This is not ideal. It's not. There it's is, not. An, it's there not is a, definitely some. This is a bad society. Zeus. I mean, you know, this power Zeus wields is. Is a little totalitarian. Is, to- is totalitarian and uh, and unkind and um, and it's but yeah. and it's towards suppression, suppressing information. Right. And any society that is suppressing information that's not is problematic. Absolutely. One thing that I've I've 
always wondered about Planet of the Apes. One thing that I don't understand, and maybe never will, because I've read a lot about Planet of the Apes, and this has never been brought up, but... Okay, so you see the apes, and they're hunting... I'm reminded of this by the apes being met, because they start off with them just, you know, blowing away, you know, the the mute wild humans. Um, and that's how they're introduced. They're on their horses, they're shooting people, and that's and that's the thing. Um, and then it's all done, and they're kind of... They're, they're doing sort of the post-hunt celebration sort of thing. And, uh, and finally... And there's a tableau where one of them is going to take a picture. And uh, of... of you know, of a hunter with some dead humans, and uh, and 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 the photographer says uh, says smile, and they take the picture. The thing is, that's the first word said by. That's when the apes start talking, because the apes talking should be a big is a big deal. It's obviously a big deal. The mm-hmm. first the first line delivered by an ape is smile. <laughs> and, uh, and if Rod Serling was involved with the scripts, that was deliberate. Exactly. Oh, and yeah. so I don't know what that means, but uh, but it, it's got to mean well, something. Well, but the first time they show that they are capable of advanced processing, right? That they are they are capable of speech. And what are they doing? The most inane thing yeah, they're ever. Hunting, right, they're hunting humans for sport. Well, no, even even more. Oh, they're taking a photograph. They're ta- smile. <laughs> Say cheese for the birdie. <laughs> so beneath the planet of the apes, Matt. Beneath the planet of the apes is the sequel to Planet of the Apes. It is a cash in type sequel, and it is a lot of bullshit. Oh, um, come on. Okay, well, <laughs> there's a planet. No, it's, it's, there are it's apes two years and later. Beneath, beneath it. it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, is so, this the one with the rocket? This is the one with the cult. With the bomb, with the Omega bomb. Yeah, with the cult okay, that war- worships the bomb, and they're telepathic. Yeah, and they they have masks. Yeah, yes, that's all correct. Because they're, they're all, all yeah, they're all horribly mutated and, and, yeah. and like scarred underneath it. It's yeah. Um, they got they got our man Taylor in it. They got they got Heston back, but he yep. did it for like thirty five seconds. Yeah, they got was it James Franciscus? Yes, James Franciscus was yeah. uh, was the the Taylor. Stand in, but An- they had Martin Maurice set. Evans and Kim Hunter back. You know what they didn't have you conspicuous yeah. in your in your not having mentioned him just now is that they did not have, <laughs> have Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell. So this is the only iteration of original of live action original Planet of the Apes that lacks Roddy McDowell. Yeah, um, and that should be enough to tell you it's shit. That it's a lot of bullshit. I mean, it's just it's well, just. I like the concept of it. I think there could have been a lot of really interesting. The idea things that done. there sure. are humans left who are sentient and capable, but they. Are and that's what Zayas was afraid of all the time. Um, yeah, but they are twisted in their love for destruction. Yeah, yeah, they they worship. Yeah, there's a bomb that destroys the earth, which is which is fine. I got no quarrel with a bomb that destroys the earth. It's just it's just that the planet of the it's just that the original planet of the apes was. <laughs> I put um, that on a t-shirt. Yeah, a quarrel with, with a bomb. bomb that destroys the earth. The, uh, <laughs> Tag Matt Kessler. The um, the Reverend. Matt the Kessler. original. The original Planet of the Apes is you know is a movie about about talking apes in the future being visited by spacemen, but uh, but it is it's kind of grounded. You know, it has mm-hmm. a fairly limited set of rules and it follows them. Um, you know, it, talking apes in the future. That's it. We're finished, um, <laughs> and uh, and that's and that's fine. And then and then uh, and then of course, beneath planet just ladles a bunch of other shit in there. And uh, the thing is, is that after them, we'll get to this. Number three and number four. Uh, in the original five mm-hmm. movie series, are really good movies, as far I as I'm agree. concerned. Um, that 
that don't break the that don't break the original yeah. rule that are t- that are just talking apes in the future. That's all. That's fine. You can make more good movies out of that. And instead, um, and instead, the second movie just ladles a bunch of nonsense into it. So and, it's sort of you know, like um, it's sort of like Nightmare on Elm Street too. Don't know. Yeah, it's sort of out here, it's radically different, it doesn't really work. Yeah. We'll just skip over it. Well, and and I will give it this, though. Any sequel that doesn't try to directly remake the original franchise, you know, like word for word, gets my vote for at least trying something new. They were trying to further the world. There's five Planet of the Apes movies, there's five original Planet of the Apes movies, number two and number five are bullshit, but all five of them are wildly different films. Yes. Even the one, even number two and number five are all completely different from each other, and that is fucking amazing. Yeah, I that love it. That is the best. I, I love watching all five of them, even though, you know, there's varying amounts of quality. Oh, dear, I'm spilling alcohol. Yeah. And it's oh, evaporating you, right away. Uh, how could you do that? I'm licking it. She is licking it. I'm sorry, but I got, I can, I I got very impassioned it. about uh, how sequels should be done. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Beneath Planet of the Apes does not fucking resemble Planet of the Apes or any of the other Planet yes, of the Apes. Yes, I, I, I love how, and how is, they're all it different. It is a fair interpretation of the world that was built. Yeah, well, no. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not logically inconsistent. I feel that it's sort of thematically inconsistent. And totally. Totally inconsistent, but not logically. No, no, yeah, you can have, yeah, you can have if psychic, you're create psychic this humans world, worshiping a bomb underneath the world, if you really insist, yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, the world that they created, which is allows this is for it, Earth in the future, thousands of years in the thousands, future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can believe that there would be crazy you ass fucking humans there, yeah. who would who would descend to the depths and just inbreed like motherfuckers worshiping the bomb. And yeah, and that occult would happen because of inbreeding. <laughs> yeah. No. I, you know. Yeah, um, actually, I believe that. I okay. believe that. It, it, yeah, if it if it had been I handled, a segment of humanity would be that weird. If it had been handled with a with a greater finesse, it could have worked really. It could have worked really well. I just don't feel it was handled with that finesse. I I agree with that. So moving further to friggin' escape from the planet of the apes, to, which is great. yeah, because that's the one where Cornelius and Zira come go, back in time, go back in time to yeah. the nineteen seventies, and and it's and it's funny because it's it could, because in a way you could sort of see it as the original Planet of the Apes in reverse because they're the mm-hmm. ones because Cornelius and Zira are equivalent to Taylor, you know, in this in this foreign culture. Yeah, they're um, the fish out of water. They're the fish out of water, but it's but it's just played wildly differently. Yes. I mean, they are they, they there's some suspicion towards them in the beginning. But then they quickly become celebrities, mm-hmm. which uh, which is which is fun. But then, but then you know, hidden hidden influences t- um, work against them, um, and it's just it's just it's fun and it's smart and it's I mean it's not quite as it's not it's not quite the the towering achievement of austere science fiction that uh, that the first <laughs> that the first film is. I love austere science fiction, but. Uh, but, but I think I think it's, it's smart. It's smart as anything, yeah. and still fun. I think and it's also revealing of human character in that it kind of explores celebrity, and yeah. I mean, and it certainly explores different aspects of humanity than the original Planet of right. Apes. But you know, it's certainly a lot of fun to watch, and well, there it has things to say. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually read I actually read the novelization <laughs> of uh, of Escape from Planet of the Apes. High five. I love it. I love um, that. 
I love this and, so much. Uh, and did, like, did you know that there was a novelization of Planet of the Apes that wasn't the that pure belief? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, of course. So, yeah. Well, covers, well yeah. of course. They do that all the time, totally right? Different. Where they but, start with the but it wasn't just translate it and go back to the same medium as the yeah, what the hell? This actually, this is, so, I was about to say that this was a wild segue, but it actually kind of relates. I actually have, <laughs> I actually have a, uh, have a, have a volume that is, uh, that is the Island of Dr. Moreau. And the Island of Dr. Moreau, and we won't get into this, but the Island of Dr. Moreau is kind of the ancient precursor to Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh yeah. But I have, I have a volume that th- there was a 1970s, uh, movie of Island of Dr. Moreau with, like, Burt Lancaster, I think. Oh, That was yeah. really not at all good. And, uh, <laughs> and I have, I have a... Has there ever been a good Island of Dr. Moreau? <laughs> Island of, Island of Lost Souls is worth watching. Island oh, of Lost you're Souls, right, you're yeah. right, you're right. Um, but, right. uh, are we not men? But, um, but the, <laughs> We um, are Devo. Uh, exactly. Well, that's where it comes from, you know that. I know, yeah. I know. Uh, but the, uh, but no, I have a volume that's, uh, that's the H.G. Wells Island of Dr. Moreau, it's the first half of the book, and then the second half of the book is a novelization of the Burt Lancaster. <laughs> and it's like, what are you daring us? I mean, what, what are you? I mean, <laughs> how could you possibly fucking pre- fucking presume to put your novelization of your bullshit ass movie next to the H.G. Wells novel? But anyway, um, that takes some serious it takes balls. balls. Yeah, yeah, it's bananas. Uh, but, but no, I read like I read uh, I read the novelization of Escape from Planet of the Apes, and uh, and there's a bit of uh, of there's there's so so it starts off with with the apes. Well, it doesn't start off, but early on, like at the beginning of Act Two, I'd say the the uh, Cornelius and Zero are in a regular courthouse, kind of on trial, and uh, and and they're talking a little bit, and everybody's freaking out about this, and uh, and and Zero's doing all the talking, which relates to what we were saying earlier, and the, and the, and uh, and the judge says uh, says, "What about the mail? Does uh, he talk?" And uh, Cornelius stands up and says. Only when she lets me, and <laughs> um, and um, and in the oh, novel, that's so passive aggressive. <laughs> well, and in the uh, and in the novelization, the novelization, this particular part is being told from the standpoint of like one of the scientists, like watching it, and the scientist is like is like perfect, perfect. That was the perfect the perfect <laughs> thing to say right there because it was like witty and urbane in a way that puts to bed all 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 talk of this. It's of these sophisticated. Guys. It's it's yeah, um, and so it's a good novelization. It's a good novel, but but even but even without even without this being pointed out as it is in the novelization, quite nicely, you know that 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 line is still there, you know, and uh, and you can still get that out of it. It's yeah, it's it's a snappy little film. It's uh, it's it's fun. It's good. It, is well, good. it doesn't hurt that it's got Roddy fucking McDowell. It doesn't that it's got Roddy fucking McDowell. Yeah. yeah, it's goddamn amazing. Yeah. And Ricardo. Montalban. Montalban. So only at the very end. Um, so yeah, Escape from Planet Apes is, is the second best of the original series, as far as I'm concerned. Which one? And the best would be the, the yeah, original. The best would be the original. Uh, bringing us to the third best, third which one. is still good. Conquest. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. And is that the one with their child? Yes, that's yes, the one with their child. That, that's where Caesar that's leads Caesar. the revolt. Yeah, because I remember that one. I, maybe I <laughs> well, that would be of benefit to us in talking about it then. Well, it's just that I I don't feel like I'm knowledgeable about all these films, but I I know I've seen the original multiple times. I know I've seen the crazy ass second one with the mute mutant people, psychic bomb worshippers. Yeah, I know I've seen that one because I remember as a child watching it and being like, "What the hell? What, uh? what the dumb fuck is going on here?" Um, I think I've seen the third one once. 
but I know I saw the fourth one with their child. Yeah, right. Caesar. Yeah, uh, yeah leading leading the ape revolution in the first place in a movie that that is widely held to be a movie about the Watts riots. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, and oh. the only way you're going to be able to play, and, and now it's about race. It hasn't really been about race before, but now the now it's about race with the apes. Very the, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and the only way you're going to be able to make a movie about the Watts riots in which the rioters, the heroes, is is by is by symbolizing that shit is by is by swathing it in metaphor and so that's oh, yes. and so that's what they did and uh, yeah again Roddy McDowell being very very charismatic one of the things that happened with this is that uh, is that the original ending there's a villain there's a there's a governor um, who is who is the clear cut villain of the movie and in the end of the movie as they as they wrote and shot it uh, the apes kill him and then this didn't play with audiences and yeah. They, yeah, and they reshot it, and they 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 spare him in the end, and so yeah. uh, and so that was the version that came out, and that was the only version that was available. Um, the the original version was not generally publicly available until Blu-ray. The Blu-ray was the first. Right. The first publicly oh, yeah. available version of it. Well, at least we're usual. finally getting some of this stuff now. At least we're finally yeah. getting some of this stuff now. Yeah. And it was a very nice Blu-ray release. It was a very nice Blu-ray yeah. release. Yeah, yeah. That that Blu-ray set was lovely. Absolutely. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Let, let me just say, as we're cooking through these, yeah. they were being oh, we're released one a year. year I know. They yeah. were cranking this shit out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a two-year gap between number one and number two, but then it was one every single well, year. That's one of the things that people don't realize, is that, is that like, um, historically, people think of Star Wars as having as having been the... Inv- it was the inventor of the blockbuster for all intents and purposes, but people also no, think... Well, of, uh, Jaws sort of. really Jaws was, that, Jaws was a summer blockbuster. Jaws right? was a summer blockbuster, but people people uh, people also make the mistake of saying that uh, saying that Star Wars started the whole merchandising thing in this not huge Not true. Genre. Absolutely not true. Because that was Planet of the Apes. That was Planet absolutely Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. 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 Planet of the Apes had the first you know merchandising pl- tie-ins, including a Marvel Apes. comic book. Including Marvel comic lunchbox. I remember the lunchbox. Yeah. You could get, you could get, you could get a. Uh... You could get a, a a box that had a that had a ma- for little children that had a mask and a gun, uh, so you could so you could pretend to be one of the gorillas. Um, I mean, it, it, it didn't invent. And there were all the Mega ones. It was and there were you know board games. The yeah. whole thing with with the excess of merchandising where they'll oh, where yeah. they'll where they'll put this property on fucking anything. Planet of the Apes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were there were aspects of that prior to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you even saw that in like the forties and fifties. Sure. With the movie serials, because you get the to- you know like Lone Ranger uh, toy gun, cap guns, of course, or yes. uh, you know secret decoder rings that were tie-ins to radio but shows. But Planet of the Apes like was that. the Blitz. But yeah, Planet of the Apes was the Blitz that yeah. you see today. Every yeah. single thing, yeah, you could get yeah you know, the, the toys and the and the books and the I don't know if they had cereal, but uh, but if they <laughs> thought of it, they would have, you know. Yeah, I'll um, I'll look in the General Mills archives to see if we had a you know, Planet of the Apes cereal. Board games and you know just every possible thing you could po- you could oh imagine. Oh God, there was a board it. game I remember. That. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, the, you know, and you think of this with Star Wars, and Star Wars, I love Star Wars, but Star Wars is fairly light, you know, whereas Planet of the Apes is a movie about about the... About, about what it means to be human. And, yeah. and how terrible it is to be human. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's this, I mean, there these, they're, it's grim, hard science fiction, and uh, and you can get a mask and a gun where you can pretend to be one of the guys. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's just weird. 
So, Battle of the Planet of the Apes. Battle of the Planet of the Apes is a movie in which nothing fucking happens. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's a terrible fucking. Wait, movie. so Caesar leads the revolt for in Con- four, yeah, in four against humanity, yeah. and then and then and then battle is like ten years later, and uh, Caesar is the head of this sort of ape society. And then some dumb stuff happens. And Paul Williams Barely. is in it for some reason. <laughs> Paul Williams is an orangutan. Yeah, yeah. it's an orangutan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, That's what the, the one the who controls the guns. Okay, yeah. Seriously. And, then, and so it's Caesar who has a child. Who's playing Caesar in battle? Uh, it, 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 Caesar is always played by Roddy McDowell. So, uh... Wait, but Caesar was... Corn- Roddy was Cornelius. Yes, but Caesar is Cornelius' He's his son. son. Okay, so, so they could continue to use Roddy McDowell. Yeah. So Caesar I mean, really, in really. has a son that gets accidentally killed by the apes. Ape shall not kill ape. No, 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 no. Caesar is Caesar's son. Yes. Yeah, okay, all right. Son. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Gets accidentally killed because right. he overhears a plot. By, uh, by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Williams? Aldo. 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 Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Because uh, mostly what I remember having seen that as a child was a child in danger who is finding out something bad, and then they actually do hurt him. But, yeah, so it resonated with me as a child, right? Well, this okay. goes back to the idea of kids. All right. All right. And I was like, hey, look, that kid's finding out shit. Oh, they hurt him. Oh. Right. Huh. Hmm. Maybe tattling is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Valuable life lessons no, have I mean, been learned. See, the thing about the thing about battle about about the se- about the thing about the second one. The thing about beneath is that beneath yeah. is 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 way off tone, but uh, but it still has a lot of shit happening in it. You know, oh, yeah. um, there's all there's kinds of plot. things that go on in beneath the planet yeah. of the apes. I I, I feel fucking happens. In I feel in battle. like. I feel like Battle for the Planet of the Apes, they found a Renaissance festival. <laughs> and they said, hey, hey we got a weekend. Let's yeah. make a movie. Yeah, it's just, just And then sad. nothing really happens. Yeah, it's the lowest budget of them. I think oh, yeah, because the, their budget. Conspicuously so. But their budget was there was a fort I, over here. There was a fort over there and some ape makeup. And like and like six Jeeps. Yes, <laughs> that's about it. I, so so this happened, and then, but as we said, it was they they were turning into this giant, you know, cross cross platform franchise, and so uh, and so then we got the TV, we got two different TV shows. Yeah, Plan- got, Planet of the Planet of the Apes, and, and then Return on Plan- oh, Return to the Planet of the Apes, wasn't no, it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Return to the Planet of the Apes was the cartoon. Return to Return to the Planet of the Apes was the cartoon. Oh shit! It was right. Whoa. Um, and and that was of course bananas. That was well, that was sort of drinking. Whiskey. Yeah, that was fucking bonkers. Yeah, I was, just had a rough life. And that had like giant apes and shit, and that was that was and, and the apes had like airplanes and stuff, and it was it was it was just completely completely off message, completely a different thing. I do not even. Remember I this. It must have been amazing. No, suddenly the drunk hit. No, it's just like no, it's 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 the it's the TV version of Beneath the Planet of the Apes, which Woo. is which is just which is except worse, except just completely. <laughs> Completely off, off tone. Well, completely off message. I remember the Planet of the Apes TV series. The being live action. Good. Yeah, yeah, that was that was actually pretty all that right. That was pretty decent. Um, because again, Roddy McDowell, 1975, like the year I was born. Oh, I feel so bad about about most of the things that were happening gonna, during that year. I'm gonna bring this. I'm gonna bring a personal touch into this. Okay. Both both of the times that I have upgraded as far as video technology have been concerned <laughs> have been because. <laughs> 
of Planet of the Apes. I upgraded to... I, I, it's true. I upgraded to Blu-ray because, that, as we said earlier, that was the yep. first time you could see the original ending of Conquest. That's why I upgraded to Blu-ray. And I upgraded from VHS to DVD. I was very, very late upgrading from VHS to DVD. And I did it because you could get the live-action Planet of the Apes TV series on DVD and not on VHS. <laughs> So that's what I did, and uh, and you know, and th- and this had uh, this was this was set you know a couple of hundred years in the future, not quite up to the level of a of the original Planet of the Apes, somewhere in between the modern age and Planet of the Apes. So humans could still talk, um, and so you had your human characters, and then their pal Galen, who was a chimpanzee, also played by Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell just plays the shit out of chimpanzees, and then the villain was General Urko, who was played by I forget his name, the guy who played Sarek in the original oh, Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, 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 doing something very, very different, very, very fun, very great villain, and then also. Oh. And then also there was, a, and like I said, this is a couple hundred years in the future as opposed to the several thousand years in the future the original is. But there's still a character, an orangutan called Dr. Zaius, who presumably takes very good care of himself to, you know, <laughs> survive all live years. the several thousand years. That it matters to family. It's got to be a different Dr. Zaius. Science. Science. Maybe um, he's a clone. It's a fun. It's a. It's a. It, you know, there's 14 episodes of it. It's. Uh, it's not. It's not essential. It's not staggering, but it's fun. You know? But it is decent. It, it is decent. Yeah, it, no, it, it's, it it's, is it's, entertaining. It's, it's good. It's, yeah. it's good. It's good. Okay, it's, so real quick, let's touch on the two newer films. I have not seen Rise yet. Have you? Wait, Rise or Dawn? I've seen Dawn. I haven't seen Rise. You haven't seen the first one. You haven't seen. No, the first wait. One. I thought. Rise is the first Rise one. Is Dawn the is the one that came out. Well, this that year. doesn't make sense. Eh. Well, maybe now. they're rising early. Rise and Dawn. People are really fractious about Rise and Dawn. I know a lot of really intelligent people with excellent taste who just hate the shit out, are you of, sh- out of Rise what? and Dawn. Yeah, I do. Really? I do. I do. A number of them. I thought I I have not seen Dawn simply because I've been busy and I've been poor. Sure. I've not out of not out of any opinion about the film. I loved Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I've seen Dawn three times. Um, <laughs> That's so, an endorsement. I, so I've my bought opinion of it. Rise yeah. of the Planet of the Apes, and I don't buy a lot of DVDs Don't anymore you? because I can get them on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rise and Dawn are both are both uh, are both. Rise is better. Rise is better than Dawn. Um, okay, good to know. I don't. I, I, yeah, I think Dawn. Dawn is a little bit of a step down, but still really, really good. Uh, yeah, I adore both of those films. Um, Rise in particular. Um, I love the character of the scientist that James Franco plays because what James Franco does well is he plays an asshole who is still got the best of intentions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then just 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 Caesar's arc is extraordinary oh, in that. Um, it's just I mean mostly Rise is just sort of a sort of a character piece mostly about Caesar as far as I'm concerned. And uh, and it's just Rise is it, it's funny cuz Rise is kind of a remake of Conquest um, of the Planet of the Apes because it's about the ape revolution um, led by a chimpanzee called Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a remake of the original Conquest but you know without any of the without any of the of the continuity of the uh, of the sixties and seventies films, it starts it all entirely fresh. But it's basically a remake of Conquest, which makes Dawn kind and there there are parallels a remake of Battle, except four hundred times better. Um, <laughs> it's the, not well, hard to be better thing, than Battle for the happens. Planet. Well, something happens. Yeah, right. I remember some stuff that happens except in Dawn of the Planet. I will refute your claim in that the kid dies in Battle, so that is one thing. That's that happens. one thing that happens. Yes. All right. Yeah. More than one thing happens in Dawn. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't. I, yeah. I 
I don't know. I feel like I should rebut some of the things I've heard against Rise and Dawn, but I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going you to. Don't have I'm to. not going to give them the credit. No, they're just they're just really really good. The uh, the 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 reveal of uh, there, there's some. I don't know. I'm not, I I I almost don't want to spoil them because they're still so recent. Don't spoil Dawn for me because I still haven't seen it, and it's still fairly recent. Yeah. Right. I feel like Rise you can talk about because if you haven't seen it by this point, it has been a little while. No. The statute of limitations on spoilers is a little bit past. No, there's just so much. There's just so much good stuff in Rise, just like the the character stuff, and in particular, just the thing where um where Caesar talks for the first time, where uh where where he's well, in the and fight and he just goes no. Um, it's uh it's uh, yeah. Sorry, Melissa. That's but, right. uh But well, but it's... also James Franco's character's motivation, which is his father. Oh yeah. Well, and and friggin' um, John Lithgow. John Lithgow is is does no wrong in that film. Is amazing in that Lithgow film. John Lithgow suffering from Alzheimer's. The reason he is doing oh. these experiments on a monkey is because he is trying to figure out how to help his father. I've got I've got Aww. a friend. I've got a friend who. Um, who likes Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but kind of can't deal with it because her she, she has somebody who has Alzheimer's in her own family, and Lithgow's performance of it is just so pitch perfect that it's like distressing to her. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's, and it's it's, it's just just my... amazing. I was I was uh, so I saw Dawn and then I went home and watched Rise just because I wanted to see I wanted to figure out why I liked Rise so much better and. Uh, I think it's just kind of a little bit of a better film, but there's a uh, there's there's nothing. First more... films are often there's... better just because well they're first. There's there's nothing. There, I have I have one little problem with Dawn, and since neither of you have seen Dawn, we won't get into it. But uh, I have one little problem with Dawn, and I have zero problems with Rise. And then the other th- and then the other thing about Rise is that um, if you made five hundred movies in which super intelligent apes. rebelled against humanity and were entirely justified in doing so, I would watch all of those movies, you know? Um, (laughs) Because we've established you love monsters. Just the basic principle of the ape revolution and and them being the good guys, I can watch for the rest of my life. And that's what happens in Rise, and it's terrific. To provide some context, because when this airs, it will be out of context... Ferguson, what has been happening in Ferguson, oh, Missouri, is is only a week or two wow. weeks old. So the concept of what humanity is and that what humanity is is awful. Oh, you can I just, just the bus so... ride I had over here was made me want to purge the earth. You know, I mean, <laughs> Ferguson, fuck Ferguson. I mean, I mean, Ferguson is very important. Don't get me wrong, but uh... yeah, you purge true. everything around Ferguson. Yeah, right. Yeah, but we're. Awful. Of course, we're awful. Yeah. yeah. Well, like one of the, one of the lines that Taylor says, and Taylor is just, in the original Planet of the Apes, and Taylor is just this big cheese ball throughout Planet of the Apes, and that's fine. That's because kind of he's the point. Charlton Heston, right? And that's like the point. Um, I'm Charlton Heston. They're talking about why they why they all went on this mission where they never get to go back to Earth, and they all have these different motivations, and uh, and uh, and this winds up being wildly ironic for Taylor, but it's still a line that 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 means a lot to me, which is that he he went on this mission. Because uh, because he knew somewhere out there there has to be something better than man. Um, <laughs> that was his thing, and this winds up being wildly ironic because Taylor becomes a, becomes the the defender of humanity by the end of the film, but mm-hmm. wrongly so. Um, and uh, and yeah, and that's a large part of the appeal for Planet of the Apes is that it, it kind of provides something. You know, the, the the apes are justified. The apes are sentient. They can talk. They're 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 people for all intents and purposes. But they haven't done anything wrong yet. Yeah, uh, well, except 
except they are still hiding their past and the truth of their reality. Well, yeah, no, this is this is this is less true of the old. No, 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 no. This is a, this this is rise. This is just rise. Okay, you're just talking rise. Uh, I'm just okay. talking about rise. Um, and uh, and and conquest, kind of by by uh, by association. By association yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's why I like rise, and that's a large part of why I like conquest. Is that is that here we have a sentient creature that hasn't fucked up the earth yet? Um, not true. Not true in the original film. Not true in the original film. The 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 the, the planet of the well, you know not, what? At this point, I'd let okay. an ape run the government. It couldn't do worse. Well, that's the point. That's exactly it. Besides, I'd love to see all the lobbyists trying to figure out what would be important to an ape. <laughs> my problem with my problem with the second film is that, uh, without giving away too much, is that uh, it's it's ten years after rise. It's ten years after the revolution. Most of humanity has been destroyed by a virus, and the, and then there's all these sentient apes, and uh, and led by Caesar still, and and there winds up being sort of a political fractiousness within them. There the, the winds up being another ape, Kobo, who 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 Caesar Caesar just wants to leave the, leave the humans alone, the the human remnant alone, and and Kobo thinks they're a threat that needs to be destroyed, and uh, and what happens? Spoiler alert. In uh, in in dawn is that Koba's a jerk. Koba winds up being just this bad guy who is wrong. Which it, and that's sad. It would, it would have been a, a million times more interesting if it had been if it had been a uh, valid viewpoint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it had been a political issue, villains are always more interesting when you can see where they're coming from. Yeah, exactly. And, well, and you can but, kind of see where. That's well, the, yeah. That's the problem is that he is kind of right at first. There's some really great stuff with Koba, but then, they but then he winds up at the shrill. end into in the end they he winds up being entirely. Instead of Entirely just letting self-serving. them remain complex, and right. you can kind of see their point because, That's right. yeah. But until that happens, um, Koba is fantastic. the The character of Koba is is absolutely is is really really moving. It's a really good movie. That's my single beef with Dawn. Dawn is otherwise really really good. Um, <laughs> but neither of you have seen it, and uh, and it's still it's, it's it might still be in theaters. So I won't so I won't I won't spoil it for our. Well, not by the time this goes up, probably. No, actually, I just yeah. recent. I just was looking at uh, the dollar theaters, and it's not there. Oh, is it gone now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm the only one here who's seen it, so we won't talk well, about it, it that much. It's probably coming out on video soon, which means I can now see it, which yeah, yeah, yeah. is exciting. Yay! No, it's good. The stuff they do with Caesar is good. Koba is fantastic until they kind of kind of mess it up at the end. Um, no, it's a really good movie. Excellent, um, and and the special effects are fucking top notch. Are just astonishing. I mean, they finally like I was talking earlier about how uh, how great how much I enjoy watching Tim Roth and how uh, about him Carter behave like apes. But they got nothing on. I mean, obviously it's done by CGI, but still there are people. You know, no, being, it's still yeah. Andy Circus. It's still Andy Circus and some other people. Yeah. And they've got and they move like apes in ways that fucking Tim Roth and Helen Bottom Carter never imagined. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean when you get Andy Circus and people who actually specialize in yeah, that sort of all, body. Yeah, all, yeah, dancers and stuff. Yeah, movement specialists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's amazing yeah, to no, watch. No, it I mean, really, really is. In in Circus is a master of his craft, as is like Doug Jones and yeah. Well yeah. and the thing is I feel like we don't give enough credit to those who are masters of building a character that you never get to see that actual actor's Yeah, face, there was a right? debate. Yeah, the debate has come up with both Rise and Dawn as to whether or not Circus can be eligible for Academy Awards for performance. And of course he fucking can. Are you kidding he me? He should be. Well, that I, is a very I specialized mean, skill set that he is a master yeah, at. Well, yeah, that, that he's same a pioneer. Yeah. That same argument came up when he was playing Gollum right. yeah. in Lord of the Rings because he was fantastic with all of his voice acting and his body acting. Right. Yeah, I mean... And, and hell, King Kong was amazing I for... I had way I, too I much mean, whiskey just now, guys. 
Oh. <laughs> Brian, I drank too much whiskey. I finished my glass and I'm going to... I have learned. Cargill, I have learned. I am stopping. I'm still working on mine. Right. It was so good, though. Yeah, this, this log of woolen is really It's really, really tasty. good. I, liked the, the, I really liked the Lafrey, but I like the log of woolen a lot. I am really pleased with my purchase of the log of woolen. <laughs> if this were Convergence, I would be so fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God. Melissa, if you bring that to Convergence, I am not accountable for the actions that will happen afterwards. <laughs> Fair warning. We should we should run a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have a we listener? Do, we do have a listener who sent in their answers to our questions. Because you can do that, listeners. You can answer our questions and we will read them on quote air. Yeah, we'll we'll the read internet. them during the the, the, the internet. internets. We will read them on the, the internet. internet. So dear listener, question one, who are you? Stefan Muller. <gasps> Hi Stefan. Hi Stefan. Yeah. I don't know Stefan. Stefan got greeted by Matt Kesson, the me. Reverend of Monstrosity and Science. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stefan, question two, what do you do? I just graduated thus past spring with my Bachelor of Electrical Engineering and started working last month at a company that designs the world's largest shimp-pounded cranes. You know where the crane arm is as tall as a Fauché tower without the antenna. That's awesome! Big Although cranes. qualified. Yes. Large I, cranes with electrical engineering, I feel like you might get to rule the world eventually. Oh, yes, probably. And uh, by the way, Stefan, I apologize. I'm kind of drunk and I'm mixing up my consonants. So there. Because <clears throat> you said shimp. I said shimp. It, it meant ship. I like the idea of shimp. Shimp mounted cranes. Is that like a shimp? Shimp mounted cranes. Shimp mounted cranes. Which can only be mounted on shimp. On shimp. Oh, oh, that's not going to go well. Shimp has a lot of shimp has a lot of sort of you know structural irregularities that mean that cranes can only be mounted on him. Yes. Question number three. Yes. Matt's <laughs> taking over. Matt, Matt may be I'm more the, sober. I weigh, I weigh like as much as the two of these people combined, and I've had about as much to drink, which means that I'm a little, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're doing a little bit I'm better. a little behind. Matt um, is tall. I'm tall. I'm the tallest. How Matt tall are tall. you, Matt? I'm six feet seven inches tall, which works out to about two meters in other parts of the world. Six feet seven. <laughs> Holy shit, it's, that's like one I'm and a half tallest. of me. I'm the tallest everywhere I go. Um, and when I'm not, I get grouchy. True story about Matt Kesson. I was at Butnamathon several years ago, and there were friends that I knew from Atlanta who always come to Butnamathon. And this year they brought a random new friend, and we met up for breakfast. And I said, hi, and I'm from, I'm Wendy, and I know everybody. He's like, you know everybody? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I kind of do. And he said, ha, do you know Matt Kesson? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? He's like, you know Matt Kesson? Some dude, random thing. dude from Atlanta was like, Matt Kesson. And Minneapolis replied, Matt Kesson. So now you have all met Matt Kesson. I'm huge in this town. I'm huge in this town. Huge meaning very I'm tall. Huge I go. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of huge no matter what. We're stealing Stefan's thunder. Number three. Yes, yes, totally. Yes, number three, number three. 
That's going to keep us on task. Yes. Yes, he is. Because he's more sober than us because he's am. big. Yes. What, answer number three, Stefan. Quote Melissa. What, what was the question? What's the question number? What's the question? Oh, you need to ask it. Oh, yeah. hey, Stefan, what hey. is in your personal pleasure dome? Pinball. <laughs> Stefan? End. Stefan, I think you're a good guy. I like you, Stefan. But you're lowballing this, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta... This is your personal pleasure dome. You can have any goddamn thing you like. Back in the back in the Guillermo del Toro one, ages ago, when they asked for you, asked me for my personal pleasure dome, I had a whole dimension full of full of dinosaurs and super intelligent apes and naked women. I didn't say that, um, but I'm saying it. Now. This is like the third Pinball. time somebody wants naked women in their pleasure. Imagine a world. Um, <laughs> and even as a feminist woman, I kind of support that. Yeah. We have yet to have naked... Well, actually, Fest did say naked men, too. Good. So, you know. Yeah, no, this is I not... I feel like naked people is very attractive. I'm not saying okay. this... Yeah, I'm not... This is... I don't mean to be... I don't mean to be sure. And I'm, I'm not even, like, I naked just, like, perfect I'm, people, I'm just a, naked people. I'm so... A, I'm a heterosexual man. I like native women. Uh, I, uh, native women? No, that's wrong. I like... I like... I like... I like naked women. This is... This is the way it goes. Seven. Seven. Pinball... I like... Uh, I, I'm not a big pinball guy, but if you're a big pinball guy, that's fine. We have... That's great. Hooray for pinball, but... Your personal pleasure dome. Anything you want, man. Come on, you can. Well, actually, don't no. don't belittle our no, listeners. No. Pinball and what? No, it might be no, a no. very great pinball, like the Ghostbusters pinball machine, which is pretty great. That is pretty great. And the pretty Terminator good. Ghostbusters. The Adams yeah. Family one was pretty. Amazing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The Adams Family See, pinball so machine is the best. I'm not going to pinball. Right, I just right. feel like I'm not decrying pinball. I'm just saying that you Let's can do better. I, you know so, what? Actually, I'm going to give Stefan the benefit of out when he says pinball he is saying all the awesome pinball rather than delineating the specific awesome pinball he's like pinball you know pinball all the pinball pinball itself the pinball right. itself the oh, awesomeness the platonic of it. ideal of pinball yes. absolute pinball i choose to believe that stefan is mentioning pinballs the uh establishment in austin texas which, which is, is this amazing arcade Filled with vintage pinball machines and it, other things, this, and, see, other and awesome possibly pinball. naked people, this depending see, how drunk you get. Naked people playing pinball. Yes, they're lying. That's not a thing that happens in Austin, Texas. Uh, oh, that's lies. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you you need to go to Austin more you, often. I do need to go to Austin more you, often. You do. Fact. All right, hey, Stefan, mm. stand in. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, question number four is, what is your recommendation for our communal pleasure dome? I would like to suggest an episode theme of space movies. Yay! From 2001 to Life Force. Life Force! Uh, oh, yeah! Oh, okay. No. Flash Gordon to no. Alien. <gasps> yeah! I would love to hear more about how you think Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek movie ever made. Which yeah, is true. Which it's is. true. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep, A point, by the way. I completely agree with. Yay! Thank you, Stefan. Yeah. Thank you, Stefan. Nice work, Stefan. Okay. Is it Stefan I take my point about... It's Stefan. I take my point about pinball. S-T-E-F-F-E-N. Okay, it's definitely Stefan. Stefan, I like you. I like you, Stefan. We could drink together, man. Yeah, there's more. Oh. This also gives me the opportunity to ask if either of you have seen what I think is the worst movie I've ever seen. 
Star Crystal from 1986. Star Crystal. Ah! I have not. I have, well, you I know have. what? I might have seen it because I've seen a lot of shit that I didn't oh, yeah. know what I was watching. And you know, but I am not aware that I've seen Star Crystal. I don't know Star Crystal. <laughs> what starts out as a low-budget alien clone quickly takes a left turn out of fucking nowhere Stefan. when the alien monster, during a digestive break after eating half the crew, <laughs> finds and decides to read the Bible to learn about humanity. Holy Oh my god! Caesar's ghost. Deeply moved by the parable of Jesus, the monster converts to Christianity and befriends the remainder of the crew and helps them fix the ship. Stefan, you're lying to us, Stefan. Then they go their separate ways. Roll credits. You're lying, Stefan. Catherine needs to see this. Oh my god! Listen, are buying this, but I'm not buying it, Stefan. You made this up. Stefan, you made my night. This is amazing. Kelvin needs to see this. I'm pulling a Kelvin right now with my hands. You are. You're shaking your hands just like Kelvin. Oh my god. I don't know if I even want to. Yeah, I don't know if I even want to see this if it's real. But it's not. It's not real. I know. Oh, I know, Stefan. It's from 1986. Anything is possible. Anything is possible in 1986. Everything is possible, but nothing is real. I remember 1986. I was. 11 anything was possible i was 16 i hate this movie <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That, listeners was oh. our episode featuring the reverend matt kesson where we 80. talked about the planet of the apes Ooh. about which i had some things to say Bruh. yes oeuvre it is an oeuvre with a lot of ooh 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 going on that's right i said it thank you so much and i hope you'll listen next week when we talk about something else now if this was a drunk episode next week should be slightly more coherent i've been wendy that's been melissa and that was matt (laughs) (laughs) thank you good night bye we love you brian (laughs) <laughs> and Brian and Brian Brian man Brian and okay. all all the people who rhyme with Brian that's nice Brian this on, one Brian. goes out to you just Brian. you Brian Shit, that yeah, one Brian. Brian you know the Brian I'm talking about you know which about. Brian it is all the other Brians can get fucked that's right but Brian this is for you also also Ryan 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 doesn't Ryan. work also no, yeah Ryan brings us alcohol sometimes Ryan well, well, actually Brian Brian also brings us alcohol so equally Ryan and Brian we need somebody just named Ian to bring us. <laughs> well, I've got an Ian. Nobody's named Ian. It is. That's not a name we people have. My face yeah. is kind of numb. <laughs> <laughs>